Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, guys, before we get into it, I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has been liking, subscribing, all the awesome feedback that I've been getting on this stuff. And hopefully we can keep uh, getting some awesome guests on. Today, we have my buddy Parker Mitchell. He is a racer, dentist, <laughs> HOA warrior, and the occasional dirtbag. <laughs> There's a lot going on in my life. <laughs> yeah, the HOA stuff is pretty funny. Um, yeah, we definitely need to talk about that. Yeah, and we got Sick Week coming up. We so do. Talk about that a little bit. You Very exciting. are redoing your entire interior of your car. Yes, Which is yes. a great, great idea to just... Tear it all out and redo it all right before a big event. <laughs> you sound like you know from experience. Yeah, like one time I did that, and for some reason, then like all the wiring was screwed up, and I'm like, of course. Why would the wiring be screwed up? Yeah. Yeah. Course. Exactly. Yep. So I where do we it. want to start? On the dentistry, on the dragon drive stuff. I just had Tom Bailey on, so I'm sure the dragon drive stuff has been exhausted. Yeah, it's a hot topic right now. Yeah. Well, first of all, I got something for you, and then we can start it off from there. Okay. For your uh, collection of things over here, you now have a marble tooth. Whoa! <laughs> what what tooth would this be? Is this that a is an molar? upper molar? But you can tell because it has three roots. Goodness, yeah. I feel like if you got caught with this in an airport, would you'd get in good. trouble. It would not be good. It's uh, it's pretty anatomically correct. I was I'm very surprised, but it's uh, it's a neat piece that came when I bought my office, and I was like, you know what, this would be a good thing to have on the shelf. Yeah, we'll, you? we'll add it to the shelf. I have actually somewhere. I have my um, my what's it called? Wisdom teeth in a jar somewhere. Do you really? <laughs> Maybe that could be added to it. There you go. Some nasty ass wisdom teeth from right. ten years ago. Right. Right. Because I had those things taken out, and it was pretty interesting deal. Because I actually I had to drive two hours alone to get them taken out. Yep. <laughs> Didn't go under or anything. Yeah. And drive myself like two hours home, like aching teeth. Mm-hmm. struggling to drive it's uh it's tough man it's tough but it's uh it's life-changing for people you know people coming in pain and i get to take them out of pain it's it's really cool yeah teeth are fun is it fun it i is. i vividly remember the guy pushing on my forehead yeah like really hard to rip them out because they had to cut them in half oh yeah pull them out piece by piece it's all about the leverage like i i tell people jokingly you know when we're on race weeks and stuff like that they're like oh i got this tooth bothering me i'm like legitimately if you give me a flathead screwdriver I could probably get your tooth out. It's all about the leverage. Just like put some, um, put some Purell on it. Try to disinfect it a little bit. You yeah. know, yeah. sure. Snap on has some teeth pulling tools that cost ten thousand dollars. Definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll tell you right now that my tooling does cost that much. <laughs> oh, you're a dentist. Automatically ten times more expensive. I was actually going to ask that because some of the tools that I see seem very, very fancy. Like we have like this Milwaukee shit, and it's like probably nothing compared to like medical equipment it's crazy man but i guess there's that level of um oh you're using medicine on somebody's body like you know the precision and everything behind it needs to be more i mean i went and bought uh i was in a conference last weekend and uh just this set of little screws that we use in the mouth two grand 
with a driver for some stainless steel screws stainless steel screws with a special driver it's like crazy is that pretty much all it's used to stainless steel like no so the implants themselves are titanium it's a titanium alloy because titanium fuses with your bone right Mm -hmm. stainless steel does not so stainless so what you put in stainless steel when you kind of plan on going back in to get it back out because it'll be easy to get out versus titanium when you have to remove it it's it's destructive because you're taking bone with it so you're the reason that titanium is so expensive. You probably. Dental and shoulders and probably. knees and elbows, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool, man. I absolutely love what I do. Like, I'm so lucky to have gotten into it. And the surgical side of dentalry. Yeah. Like, yeah. not just, like, teeth cleaning. Like, actually, like, surgical side. Yeah, like, I haven't done a filling or a crown in probably, like, three or four years. I pretty much only take teeth out build up their bone, build up their gums, dental implants. Like, uh, you know, if a guy need, or someone needs all their teeth taken out, I go and I put in like six implants and then attach the teeth to them the next day. Yeah. Did that... it yesterday. It was incredible. Changed the kid's life. He's, he's only in his thirties, you know? And I mean, it's like, a, it's a really special moment you get to have with people because they can have a completely bombed out mouth and I can help them get to such a healthier place. And then that next day, they get to see themselves with a beautiful smile. I mean, like yeah. everyone in the room cries. I cry. The assistants cry. The patient cries. It's just like a, you can't get that kind of feeling anywhere else. I mean, I've seen people get pretty emotional after like a boob job. It's pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be. I mean, if you've got some no, really no, bad I mean, boobs and you. <laughs> I, I get that because like I, I'm lucky. Like I had braces when i was a kid i yeah. dealt with that for years like horrible teeth like yeah really bad deal so like my parents thankfully were able to push me to do it when and like yeah. kind of force me kicking and screaming to right. you know have braces for five years it's such a weird thing too everyone hates the dentist right but i mean i go to the dentist every day it's really not that bad you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean definitely fills your wallet a little differently than most yeah it's definitely not cheap that's the worst part about my job is you know i would love to have a not-for-profit or just help people because i've been given this gift to help people and that's the biggest roadblock is the money side Mm -hmm. you know it totally sucks yeah because i mean that that could get people's mouth is often the most expensive part on their body after like dental re and i've heard other people talk about it they like walk into the dentist and they're like yeah it's like eighty thousand dollars they said and then you go into another one and he's like 120 and then the other one's like oh five grand yep and yeah what do you price shop a dentist (laughs) i know right? it's a scary thing to do it is a scary thing to do but it's life-changing for people you know it's investment in their health in the long term and i just want to be that kind of person that i know there's a lot of people out there that struggle but i guess that was kind of the motive behind my channel is i want to show people that your dentist is just a normal guy or gal and they want to, they want to help you, you know, but it's, it's getting over the initial visit and the money side of things, which can always be figured out. You know, it shouldn't hold people back. Yeah. To get the actual stuff because just freaking go. It's crazy. The smile changes so much on a person. Yeah. And just the health too, you know, it's just go, just go and talk to somebody, you know, I mean, you don't have to do anything, but just break that ice, you know? Yeah. I get that. Well, um, let's talk about your HOA stuff. Yes. Actually, first off, um, does it frustrate you that Dr. Tunamal is a fake doctor? <laughs> and you actually have a... He is a doctor in my eyes because what he does on the computer, not a lot of us can do, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's the kind of guy that you want to pay for to have it done right. So I get it. He's 
He's not really a doctor. He's more of an intern or yeah. like a, a resident. <laughs> he's a resident. <laughs> so that's actually one thing I've thought about. I'm like, what level do you have to get to before, like, even if it's some, like, BS college yeah. gives you an honorary doctorate? Like, because, you know, you hear, like, people like Neil deGrasse Tyson has, like, 30 doctorates yeah. that were just given to him. Like, what level do you get to where some college is like, hey, you know, right. an honorary we trust you enough. An honorary doctorate is no joke. That's a serious degree. That's yeah, but I think, yet. like... Pitbull has one, like the freaking rapper. Yeah, but you can become a doctor in so many different things, like a doctorate of sociology or, you know, just the study of human behavior or teaching, right? Yeah. Those are all PhDs. Those are doctors. But they give you one if they think that you've earned it, yes. even if you're not like a practicing doctor, yeah. if you're just doing something. I think they got a CEO, somebody who contributes enough to the world that, you know, they want to put their name behind you kind mm. of a thing. Okay, so maybe if I do this long enough, I can become an honorary doctor and yeah. put one up on the wall. Yeah, you know, like a doctor of film academy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something along those lines. I wonder if any radio hosts have ever gotten one. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Yeah, there's probably a few. So HOA. HOA. Breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code BOGETTI for 20% off and free shipping. Guys, I've needed this for a while. I've read the comments. I've seen you guys talk about my beard. So Manscaped is here to help me, you, and your wife that has to look at your face all day. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. I know your beard isn't ready to impress. I've seen it. I've seen you guys before. We all need this stuff. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOGETTI at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code BOGETTI, Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Now let's get back to it. Yes, yes. Hot topic right now. Yeah, so you moved into somewhere willingly with an <laughs> HOA. That's everyone's <laughs> argument. Why would you move there? You're an idiot. Okay, here's the deal, guys. Like, I bought this house and started building it and i didn't realize until a month before until one of the neighbors came by and was like hey is that your truck i'm like yeah like, well, you're gonna have to park it inside i'm like what do you mean well apparently another guy had been battling you're not allowed to park a pickup truck in the driveway in my neighborhood you can park mm -hmm. anything else so suv suvs cars you could park a freedom factory crown victoria in the driveway mm -hmm. and not get in trouble but like I can't a ranger $90,000 pickup truck a ranger a um anything like that anything with a bed I can't believe your truck fit in the garage oh it fits by like three inches and that's the worst part is I can't have a hitch on it's such a yeah. pain in the butt to park in the garage you know mm -hmm. that I just continually leave it outside so obviously the neighborhood is freaking out like the HOA is beside themselves that I park my pickup truck outside right and so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to keep rolling with this because, to be honest, I really don't care. Like, I, I really don't care. It's just an old neighborhood from the 80s that made this rule in the 80s. You can't park a pickup truck outside. But now, you know, things have changed. It's one of the top five vehicles purchased in the, war, you know, in the world, yeah, really. it's an F-250, so it's like it's second, crazy. you know, kind of brother of the most best-selling vehicle 
yeah of the year yeah you know it's not like i'm parking some piece of junk and that was actually a, a point that a neighbor brought up was you know once we allow pickup trucks what's going to stop someone from parking a piece of junk smoky cracked window ugly pickup truck and i said to the guy i said what's stopping people from doing that with their cars absolutely nothing well but how many of those happen. are in a garage right now in the neighborhood how many junk pickup trucks that suddenly will be pushed out of a garage like no, that's what it's like, not the neighborhood yeah it's in, like though, you know it's crazy and so <laughs> i started posting on social media all the backlash and it's blown up like the responses are hilarious and crazy and i wish the neighborhood could could see it and i've got about like probably 40 percent of the neighborhood behind me but i need 70 mm-hmm. percent oh so that's oh. a big that's a yeah. big swing of the neighborhood and how many houses are we talking here 190 Have you ever had to return a forgotten bag of adult play toys to a pair of sweet old grandparents? Or have you spent your summer cleaning up protein spills at an amusement park? How about going to work every day in a flea-infested casino? Hopefully you haven't, but our guests have. Welcome to the Insiders Podcast. Each episode, we bring you an explicit account from a hotel and hospitality industry insider. To listen to these stories and more, go to theinsiders.com to subscribe. That's theinsiders, I-N-N-S-I-D-E-R-S.com. Okay, so I mean, roughly, you know, what is that like? Eighty houses you need? More, yeah. You know, and like a so, hundred houses, I guess, somewhere around there. Yeah, a little over a hundred. Yeah, but uh, you know, I've met with an attorney about this, and the, and I and I don't like attorneys, but this is something I really believe. in. That's crazy because so, he probably says he doesn't like dentists. He's like, <laughs> dentists don't like attorneys. So, <laughs> well, most people don't like either. <laughs> That is true. It's a lose-lose situation for everybody. Yeah, that's a that's a tense meeting. It's, we're both staring at each other, like who's going to make the next move? <laughs> and it's such a joke. Like here I am meeting with this attorney about being able to park my pickup truck in mm-hmm. my driveway. You know, and it's could you put a bed cap on it and just say like, it's an you SUV? You can't. My, my truck identifies as an SUV. It's an SUV now. You put like some fold-up chairs in the bed of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically how it has to happen is I have to door knock every single house to get people behind me. And I'm like, this is just not worth my time. And there's a cap. They can find me up to $100 a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's a cap. So I'm thinking about just running out the cap and then, you know. $100 a day. So then they could find you for what? Like probably like 150 days before. The- $5,000 $5, is the max cap. Okay. So if I want to park my truck in the driveway, I'm looking at a $5,000 fine. Which realistically, if they were like, hey, it's $5,000 to park your car in the driveway, probably be like, ah, oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I know. And Forever. I kind of thought about it, but the money that that would go to is towards the neighborhood. So it's not like it's going in some guy's pocket. You know, yeah. they're all volunteers on the board. So if I pay a $5,000 fine and that money goes back into landscaping and making my area a better place to live in, is it really a loss? You know? If they do anything productive. That's the other flip side of HOAs is like sitting on the cash. Yeah. I I was reading some HOAs. It's like, oh, they paid like, you know, one point eight million dollars last year for lawn care. And it's like all of it went to like the lawn care business of like the guy that owns the HOA, like the guy that lives there. Yeah. You know, another crazy point is we just had this hurricane right in the end of September and a bunch of big trees got taken out. Who was there taking? you know cutting down the trees all of us guys with pickup trucks and chains mm-hmm. and chainsaws were cleaning up the trees you know yeah so you know we're we're not a menace to society we're, we're just people trying to live our lives and 
Yeah, that's wild that they just are so anti pickup trucks. Like it's just a bunch of you know people who are in their seventies and eighties who have lived there for you know however long people say (laughs) one lady was making a point she was saying you know this neighborhood isn't what it used to be in the 80s there's no more kids running around i'm like well yeah because young families like me don't want to move here because i can't we're so governed by these rules you know open your eyes times have changed how is there going to be kids running around when everybody that lives there is from the 80s still living there and are retired and doesn't want change (laughs) you know what i mean like you're retired and you still live here do you think more people are going to be running around with little kids in this right. neighborhood. Like, move out first. That's, like, the same thing with, like, there's no young teachers anymore. And it's like, yeah, but the teachers that are still working refuse to retire. Yes. So there's not they're not opening the space. Guys, this is a, it's, it's a hilarious thing to follow. If you follow my Instagram, then you'll get a good kick out of it. Because I'm posting all the letters they send me. They even had a board meeting about me on Thursday night. I didn't know about. They never told yeah. me. Which goes against their rules. They should have told me. But... You know, I would have loved to go and argue my case, you know. So. You think that they would have allowed it. Can you run for a I position? Sure I sure can. But do I want to be a, uh, a member of, a, you know, director of this organization that doesn't want to accept change and move forward? Well, it's part of your growth as a political figure. You can suddenly, you start out as HOA. Wow, a political dentist. And then, Everybody's favorite. And then suddenly... You know, you're a commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I plan to be, you know, for, for anyone that owns a house, you know, you need to be, live in the house for two years before you don't have to pay capital gains on the tax, you know, mm-hmm. on the money that you gain from your house. And so I need to live there for at least two years before I can start exploring options like what you have, or you're on a little bit more land, you got to yeah. shop out back. Um, this has been a beautiful home. Our friend built it for us, and we love the home. It's just, you know, it's time for some change. Yeah, it's tough being put pushed into that position like i knew when i drove through this neighborhood there was like my neighbor has a couple cars on jack stands and like you know some stuff that's like in the weeds i'm like all right cool like you know great neighbor definitely a couple project cars that will probably never be done yeah yeah. (laughs) but we all have those like i have i have a couple sitting around that will probably never have anything happen with them (laughs) definitely have that too luckily i got a place i can keep those so i don't have to look at them (laughs) that's true yeah (laughs) you just make like alec mow mow around them every week (laughs) yeah exactly like hey your car is still back out there i'm like oh i know it's there please don't remind me i think there's a family of mice living in there now (laughs) at least a family of mice yeah because don't you have a fox body out there fox body but now my mom's raising a family of bees out there so now like it's who knows? I might go out there and have a beehive in my car. That would actually be a pretty good use. I think they do that for like the sea otters too. They like toss cars in the river yeah. so that they can like live in there. And it's kind of like the same thing. You donated a car for the bees. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody needs to like, you know, repurpose these cars. <laughs> the beehive. Yeah. Well, you could have built the fox body instead of building a, a new edge. I could have. I could have because it did become first actually. That car, that fox body was a gift from some of my friends. Yeah, you could have built a fox body, arguably the best chassis. Arguably the best. You know, compared to the new Edge, which obviously is not a much different chassis. Pretty much, pretty similar, a little longer, a little little heavier. Yes. And I know you've, you bought that car thinking you got a ready to go car, and it seems like everything has been changed on it by now. Oh, I I remember. (laughs) It's hard to forget. Yeah, it was it was definitely a um you know close your eyes and go drive it kind of car. This thing is a mess. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no disrespect to the guy that built it, but it uh, it needed some work from our end, and it's still a lot of work. It seems like it's pretty done by now. Like yeah. at least like it's all been kind of de-screwed up yeah. from the previous. Just for perspective, for those who haven't seen it, when I first got it, the ice tank was a cooler wrapped it strapped in the passenger seat, and that's mm-hmm. that was the ice box. I remember, like, the transmission overflow was, like, right next to you as well. Like, it was in like, the car. In the car. I for- and I think it was, like, a plastic bottle. That's scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think because you hadn't been around, like, a ton of race cars when you I got that at the time. No, I hadn't. So, like, you didn't realize some of the stuff that was actually, like, genuinely, truly screwed up. And right. then once you really started digging into it, yeah, I think... After a couple motors that went through it, you realized how crazy yep. some of that stuff was. I but, don't look at it like that, though. Like, every obstacle I've come over improved on the car. It's been mm-hmm. such a great learning experience. Yeah, for sure. You just got to dive in and do it. But could you have started with a car that was untouched? 100%. Would it have been better, or do you think it's better to have had to learn on a car that was screwed up? Definitely. And you kind of have to bring up. back to life screwed up for sure because from the ground up really is tough and it's really tough for motivation it is it is i look at like a trying to find a new edge now that i could you know build the right way and fit everything into and it's it's impossible to think about like that's so much work yeah from the ground up i understand why there's so many of those cars out there for sale you know, like you 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 see fox bodies and stuff that have a really beautiful cage in them, mm-hmm. and the guys are just they are selling it because lost interest. You know, yeah, they're like ninety percent done. Yeah, just needs wiring or just needs fuel system, and they're just like they just can't do it anymore. Cause... Yeah, they're a different stage in their life. You know, they've got kids running around, and mm-hmm. you know, it's been the wife's hounding them because sitting in the garage for three years and they haven't touched it. You know, and it's expensive too. Yeah, a couple things add up more than you thought they would. And suddenly, like. You know, you thought you'd be in it for twenty grand, and suddenly you're in fifty grand. Yeah, you know, because coilovers have jumped from price from five hundred bucks, and now they're three or four grand. And same thing with wheels, and you know all that. Well, stuff. I still run all that cheap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have five hundred dollar wheels and five hundred dollar yeah. coilovers. <laughs> I yeah. save money on that stuff. Yeah, it's been a no budget build. I will admit, <laughs> there's definitely some stuff. I look at that car, and I'm like, oh dang! <laughs> Even the way that it sits, it looks very race car with the front wheels like. Tucked Tucked. in, I know, like that kind of stuff, and Mm -hmm. it definitely looks really race car. And then the repaint, the color matched wing, like all that kind of stuff, like definitely adds to that car looking really awesome now. Yeah, if you look at it from about ten feet, it looks good. Really, my car, you have to be at least like a hundred. Oh, like in the stands, great. Yeah, if you just hear it, great. Yeah, (laughs) if you're trying to look at it and enjoy the the visual. Everybody loves recommend. the guy that walks around your car and like points out scratches or like chip paint. You're like, yeah. yes, I know that's there. <laughs> yeah, maybe you hang around Sam too much. <laughs> <laughs> He's been such a good influence. Honestly, that guy is that guy's been an incredible to have around. On like paint work and stuff like that and like just, just learning and learning really because he's the kind of guy that will watch you make a mistake, right? So I was giving him a hard time about it the other day because he uh, he'll watch you. You know, you could be putting in your axle, right? And he'll watch you not put seal or you know around the the end cap of your axle. No, he knows it's going to leak, but he wants yeah. you to make it leak so that you learn from your mistakes. And then he makes you take it all apart and then fix it the right way. You know what I mean? 
So he's the kind of guy that will watch you make a mistake, tell you afterwards, after something's gone wrong, and then make you take it completely apart and help you take it completely apart again to fix it the right way. Wow, that's that's a lot of patience there from him. He has a lot of patience. For a guy like that, that we all have finite time in this world, but for a guy like that to have the patience to watch you do something twice. I know. <laughs> and help you. Yeah, and help you is yeah. insane. But I'll ask him too, like, what do you think I should do about this? And he'll be like, well, let's take it all apart and fix it the right yeah, way. That's, that's nuts. I mean, even the other day I was over there and Garza brought his Ranger by. And this thing is clapped out. <laughs> He loves it, though. And he's like, yeah, like, help me get the paint back. And, like, he's over there polishing this car. He was polishing Sam. Sam was polishing Garza's Ranger. (laughs) And this thing is so beyond, so beyond polishing. Like, the windows are just, like, rubber sealed in, like, you know, caulking glue. What? It's like polishing a turd. Sam's just over there happily polishing it. (laughs) I'm like, I've never even asked him to help, like, on my Camaro, which is, like seen all the time like out you know actually doing things I know, I know it's a lot of time to invest into fixing up a car's paint too you know yeah that's why i never touch it and my car has bad paint on a lot of body panels mm-hmm. and i'm worried that if i try to go and fix any one spot yeah. i'm just gonna hate the other spots oh man totally true you're gonna be diving in on that project like once you start on anything and i need like a new bumper and probably a new hood and fenders i'd that's rather just like at get all new stuff yeah then try to save that's where i was at i I put new doors on new bumper covers a wing and then i was like you know what we just need to paint this whole car so yeah i'm surprised was the red what you wanted to do or did you want to change the color or easier to not do a color change yeah i actually uh i wanted to keep it red i wanted to you know be close to a dr pepper can you know that's true but it's actually a cadillac color Remember it does kind of look like three I had. Yeah, it's that the same color. That one that was um, all scratched up from the woman's long ass nails on the oh, on the door handle. You could tell yeah. somebody had some like yeah, because that, that was, was fun though. That was a good little deal that we did. Yeah, didn't you get that from like a take on a lease or yeah, whatever they call trader. it? Lease trader. Yeah, that's yeah. a. I've looked into that a couple times since I heard about it from you, and that's that's a cool deal to take on somebody's lease. Yeah, I mean just, the guy. It works out great in your favor because you get end up getting a good lease deal on something. You get the car for a couple of months and then give it back. Yeah, that V three was nice. I'm sure it's um somewhere right now really clapped out because it was already probably it was already on the decline. It was on the decline, but it's still a nice clean car. I mean, it, it it was at the point where somebody if somebody spent some time on the paint, then it was going to be dialed. Any leased car immediately starts to get worse and worse because like. People Definitely don't true. take care of the they engine on them. They don't change the oil regularly. They don't. True. They don't do their service intervals like that. Cars. They don't care. No, they don't care. They're getting rid of it. Yeah. My dad used to have leased cars all the time, and I never seen somebody treat cars so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't believe in oil changes growing up. Really? Didn't believe in them. That's terrible. He just. He I used believed, to be that way. You just add more oil. I used to be that way. <laughs> learned the hard way. Yeah, you learned quick. You learned on. <laughs> Dr. Pepper on Rocky Mountain Race Week. Yeah. In the middle of Colorado. Yeah, where did <laughs> Way it out there? How far did it break into that? It was halfway through the trip. Oh, so like worst time to break. Yeah, it's like my max first race far. Week. Yeah, max far. Max from distance home. from the trailer. And from home. And from home. Yeah. Well, I I bought the car, I'd never changed the oil. It's done on race week. Mm. Halfway through. That's what they claim was the issue, but it literally left it a head gasket. But it's still a running joke. Change your oil. Changing your oil is definitely a good thing. I change the oil on the Camaro every two events. Really?
Are you a car enthusiast looking for an exciting new podcast to listen to? Check out the Test Drive podcast hosted by Lepo Den. This podcast is packed with discussions about some of the most iconic vehicles in automotive history and inside knowledge from behind the scenes. From the Mustang to the Camaro, we cover it all. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Listen to Test Drive on your favorite podcast app today. Yeah, every two events, change the oil, cut the filter open, check the filter. Yeah. I, I've become good at that. Mm-hmm. I was pretty bad at that, mm-hmm. but... Cutting the filter open definitely helps a lot with like knowing the life of the engine. If there's any metal in the filter, right. any glimmer or glitz or anything like that, you can send it off to like somebody and get checked yeah. for metal. But I just like visually at least looking. Visual is a good way to yeah, do it. It helps a lot. So your car is almost ready for sick week. Yeah, it's pretty much there. 235 tires. 235. Which I think will be one of the coolest classes to watch this year. It's going to be a lot more competitive than I was expecting. 100%. Yeah, there's a Fox body car that's like 4.7. I've, I've lost a race to that car already, actually. Yeah, it's I, pretty bad to the bone. I raced him I raced him though. in Darlington, um, Devin Vanderhoof. Yes. And I got absolutely gapped by that thing. <laughs> well, it's a big block car. <laughs> big block, gigantic, like 115 millimeter turbo. Yeah, yeah. And he just drove away from me. Like, yeah, I'll be interested to see how, how it works out. You know, I'm just, I love being out there and doing that stuff. It's so fun. It'd be great to get a podium, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm not going to base a podium based on somebody else's car breaking, you know, like I'm still going to go for it. I would like yeah. to have a four second average for six week. Yeah. But with eighth mile, you know, you can kind of beat a big block car because they, they're definitely going to struggle tame that car down a little bit on a marginal track true where you're gonna have to kind of throw more power at it it. yeah like they like it's tough to tame a car like that down yeah enough to run good for just an eighth mile like you know people like rick prospero have the big block that just second half of their eighth mile is where all of their et is gained yep and they just short track kind of softly yeah you can kind of, I think well, the eighth mile. That's how it is with what's his name, Kevin, right? With the with the white fox body. Uh, Devin. 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 Yeah, I mean, him and I have the same sixty foot. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's really only it's it's going to be about who can. It's going to be a lot of tuner battle on that deal for sure. And he is unfortunately a Holly <laughs> Holly uh, expert tuner. It would be okay to like bring my laptop to him between runs. <laughs> Just Is that allowed? Don't introduce yourself as the guy in like the in the car in his class until like at the end of the event and just have him help you through it. Yeah. Who's riding with you on that? Zach Walker. Nice. Who's uh, Garrett's lead guy you yeah. know, for wiring and things like that. So he's not riding with Garrett then? No. Uh, I don't want to say who's riding with Garrett, but um, oh, okay. they're very good at tuning. Okay. Well. Hopefully Maddie's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine it's not George then. <laughs> no, George. I I can't say what George. I don't. I don't know if they're taking the blaze. You don't have not. to go into any of that. I was just wondering. I guess. No, no it's not George. I think George and James are driving together, and Ty and Sam, Zach, and I. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I think that's, yeah. those are the groups. I'm taking sketchy vert. You're driving sketchy. I'm taking sketchy vert with me. Oh, cool! I'm and taking my car? Mustang, and sketchy's gonna ride with Chip, me. Chip's yeah. making a return for sick week. Well, I was telling Tom, I was like, it needs, it needs to complete it. It died a hundred miles yeah. from home last year. Yeah, it needs that's, like that's frustrating. It needs another try at it, it does. before I like. And and if I don't do sick week with it, then it is truly a useless car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you tried to take it to a car show, and it didn't work either. Did yeah, it? it almost caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so if it can at least do sick week, then it really Is should just be sold. Is car set up to do dragon drives or not really? It could do dragon drives for sure, but last time he had it out, it broke the motor mounts and all the converter bolts on I heard about that. one hit. So Yeah, dang. It needs some, needs some fine-tuning. all your converter bolts. I don't actually know how that's possible. Yeah, and especially Jesus because Harbor Freight bolts on his converter or something. They weren't broken either. They were just gone. Oh really? Like there wasn't like an end of the bolt in the converter. Oh, so so I don't know if they out backed out. Is it three bolts or six bolt converter? Three, three. Okay, that's what I have on my Camaro too. Yeah, I always just have three that's bolts. I had on my car up until recently. Yeah, would you just put in a new Circle D? Circle D billet, you know, six pad, you know, bolt together converter, nice. bad to the bone. Yeah, that's that's what I have in my car. It's a bolt together, but it's not Circle D. It's ATF. Cool. But they're all pretty similar. It's just about how much you, how converters are about how truthful you are with your converter guy. Because a lot of people tell their converter guy that they're going to make all this power. Their car is going to be this light. Yeah. They try to like flex to their converter guy for some reason. That's a good point. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, what's away? Ah, oh, three thousand pounds. <laughs> it's really like thirty-five going down track. <laughs> but like, oh, I was just estimating. <laughs> it's just about how honest you are with them. That is very true. Very true. And I know you kind of fought with your converter and trans a little bit. Mostly the trans. The converters have always been fine. Oh, I, except for when I bought the car, but that wasn't really my fault because mm-hmm. when I first bought the car. We finished it a couple days before Rocky Mountain Race Week. Converter was broken. Okay, so we shipped the converter to race, Rocky Mountain Race Week, mm-hmm. tacked in, put the new converter in. That's and then we took it down the track. It's a great way to uh, to figure all that out. Yeah, first time I'd ever pulled a transmission in my life was on Rocky Mountain Race Week nice. and put my new converter in. Have you been eyeing a uh, M&M 400 on that thing? Not, I mean, obviously that would be amazing, right? Like, who wouldn't want one of those transmissions? But... I I've got a solid 
you know, power glide is built to the bone, you know. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's a tough pill to swallow. You could legitimately build another car. Yeah, I mean, if I want cost. to put twenty, thirty grand into a transmission, is my car really a twenty, thirty thousand dollar transmission car? I don't think so. That's how I feel about my car. Yeah, I'm like I'd rather almost take my whole engine and trans combo, buy a cheap Fox body, like not cheap, but like an already done Fox body that weighs six hundred pounds less than my car. Yeah, the good cage in it. Put everything cage. into it, and then you know, ditch the heavy exactly. ass car. Exactly. Because there's so much more that can be done with thirty grand on my car that I don't know if transmission would be the next one. I'll tell you what would be a bad the bone fox body is that McFlurry car. That thing, I think they're vastly underestimating how great that car is gonna be. I know. I feel yeah. like they're just kinda like throwing it together. No, they're not throwing it together. Like I mean like just kinda like, oh like, you know, whatever, we got some nice parts for it, but like it's gonna be actually super legit. It'll be nicer than the blazer. It's, it'll be as nice as mullet, honestly. I, yeah, for sure. It's got as it'll probably be similarly as fast because of how light it'll be. It'll be light. Like even James's car. I don't know how much you know about like James's two forty, but he's rolled from the eighth mile to like a seven twenty. <laughs> That's insane. Like lifting at the eighth and just letting it roll. Like it's so fast. Once you have a car that light. Fast becomes so easy. How come nobody has made a titanium tube chassis car? I think titanium is too brittle. I think it like oh, it okay. fractures Got like it. like into like a spear. Hmm. But I mean, I've seen Porsche make carbon fiber roll cages. True. Yeah, that's kind of a thing in the future, isn't it? Like you three D scan everything, and then you kind of just yeah carbon fiber it, and yeah. you can even three D print some of that stuff now. I know. I know. It's just three D print like a whole carbon fiber <laughs> chassis for like a Fox body. I know it's so cool. Until it happens in like X two seventy five, then it trickles down to us like poor racers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get their like leftovers. Their yeah. their hand me downs. So what other races do you have um on your on your mind for? I really want to do a streetcar takeover when they come down here. You know, I want to obviously sick week. It's really hard with me because I obviously I own and run a business. So for me mm-hmm. to take a work a week off work, I'm losing a lot of money. Yeah, I don't make money on YouTube. It, I mean, I I it flirts with me. You know, it's but, like costs you more to go to oh, the track than it'll God. make you. Yeah. Oh yeah, way more. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. You know, it's just fun. Like I love it. It's so cool, mm-hmm. you know. It's, you could be like a Porsche racer and really spend some money. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> you it's, go to we like all have friends that do that, and it's like it's definitely dude, a different. I'm gonna breed. go drive my shitbox street car. <laughs> you drive mm-hmm. your Porsche, you can only drive at the track. So, well, streetcar takeover is like two weeks after Sick Week I in know. Bradenton. I know, and that's why I don't take the Camaro on that because it's. Streetcar Takeover, the 25th yeah. and 6th, yeah. and then um, TX2K, March 16th. Okay, you so did like, TX2K with your car? Yeah, so like right after, there's two events. And if you break... Yeah, my Ignite jug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and if you break a 2J, it's not exactly easy to get parts for. No? I thought it would be. Everyone doing it. That's why. It's not easy. Most of my parts are stock, and everybody's building them. Got it. So they're hard to get. Makes sense. And I'm sure you have a spare LS you could acquire somehow. Yes, probably, if I really pulled some strings. So what other events then, I guess, would you want to take your car to? Definitely streetcar takeover, sick week. I'd love to do all the Rocky Mountain race weeks. I just love the Dragon Drives. You know, I feel like we 
I feel like I lose a year of my life every time I do one. You know, you're just mm-hmm. so low on sleep. You're eating gas station tor- tornadoes all week. You know, you're just <laughs> living to the max, sweaty, dirty. You know, it's just yeah. fumes constantly. Fumes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think people don't realize the fumes. Like, I, when I first drove with Ruby, oh, man, I was that struggling. Real bad, yeah. I don't know how James wasn't. I think. I think he was. I just think like his brain doesn't work that same way or something. Where like the maybe it runs better. Carbon monoxide wasn't getting to him. Maybe it runs better on the high amount of carbon. That's monoxide. what I was wondering. I'm like looking over at him. I'm like, dude, like how are you driving? Because <laughs> the <laughs> exhaust was like right here next to your face. Yeah, yeah. And I think even like Shane got really sick really? riding with him. Shane Brentson. Yeah. And then George got really sick riding in that car. I got. I got like minorly sick. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> and I'm sure your car, like, there's probably some holes in the firewall here and there, a little, little pinholes. I've got that them pretty cleaned in. up now, but yeah, there's of course everyone's firewall isn't perfect. Yeah, mine is definitely not perfect. Mine, when you push my brakes in, you can see my brake booster kind of like wiggle Ooh. a little bit. Ooh, the the brake, uh, not booster, but like master cylinder, I guess. Yeah, the whole thing flexes a yeah. little bit. Use a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> the Mustang has all stock stuff, so it works yeah. well. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Even um, even the brakes and everything on the Mustang are like completely stock. Dude, like they, from that's a what I had store. on my car up until a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, TVMs are the best, but you know. Yeah, they're great, and especially when you're running eighth mile, like stock stuff works yeah, I don't really well. Shoot at all. Yeah, that's I envy that a little bit. A stupid mistake I did learn after getting those brakes though is. On chip, like you can easily go into the burnout box to do a burnout with mm-hmm. the stock brakes. On my car, with once I switched to TVMs, all the clamping force is in the rear. Oh, so you, you know need I mean? line lock. You have to have line lock. So I was trying oh. to do a burnout like like a goon. That's frustrating. I don't have line lock on my Camaro, and no. I have to like really work to get that thing to do a burnout. Really, people are like, oh, I'm like you know, do a big burnout, roll through the box, roll to like eighth mile. I'm like. Guys, that thing does not have the power to do that. (laughs) It struggles to spin the tire. Really? It actually has to work for it because, like, I have to to arm the nitrous for a burnout. Yeah. It will not do a burnout without nitrous. Really? Yeah. Dang. Dang. Um, So burnouts, I guess. uh, High cat. Oh, yeah, the Hellcat. (laughs) God, I love that car. That seems like a project that really escalated. It did. It did. It's (laughs) a lot of money in that car, unfortunately. Caroline keeps asking, where is that car? Where is that car? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen it in a while. What's the uh, steps for that thing? So TVM has it. They're developing a brake kit for the Challengers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been asking for it, and those front brakes are so heavy on those cars' stock. You know, I mean, the whole car is heavy, but I might be going for a world record with this soon. Can't say which one, but. Oh, well, I hope it's not drag racing. It is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it was like a burnout record or something. No, no, there's a I want to I want to get the quarter mile record with it. Yeah. Okay. That's so. that'd be pretty cool. It would be. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I mean, it's got the power to do it. It's got huge Whipple blower on it and it's a built motor and everything. So, the Dodge community is way different than like the Chevy community and like the drag racing community in a whole. Yeah. I feel like there's not too many Dodges that drag race. No, it's definitely different. It's definitely, I think maybe it's just because they're so heavy, or but they're really getting down there on their times now with those automatic cars. Yeah, I've seen them do pretty well. Yeah, I guess the automatic will probably be one of the Achilles heel on that deal. I don't know. They've been holding pretty well, pretty strong. 
So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. that'll be fun. It's a fun car. It's so loud. You know, the exhaust is straight off the back of the motor, right out the underneath the doors. It's, mm-hmm. it's rowdy. It's a very rowdy. I mean, it makes 900 real horsepower for a Hellcat, which is, and it's on a Holley Dominator, which is, I think, the first Holley Dominator car. Huh? How do you control the transmission on that? It's manual. Oh, it is manual. I was, I was thinking that for some reason that car was auto. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I was gonna say like that's probably why you're able to actually have a holly because nobody else can because nobody yeah, else can control cars. the trans yep unless you go to like a turbo 400 right which would be great for burnout would stuff. be great it would be great that car does put down some mean burnouts you know those cars are basically built to do burnouts yeah <laughs> the problem is when you have a stick shift car doing a burnout for too long the clutch just ends up just not working anymore it's like on neighbor when you're i've really seen it so many times it. just the clutch pedal is just gone i do have a monster clutch i saw a monster clutch yeah, I have one in my 240. I had one in my CTSV. Dang. They they make really good. Did you sell your clutches. 240? No, I still have it. Yeah. I was thinking about parting it out. But you took the engine it. out of it, right? No, it's still in it. Oh. It's ready to go do whatever. I just there's not a whole lot of going to use it mm-hmm. that I that I can do. Yeah. It's kind of like a tough deal like I can go drag race every single week. Yeah. Drifting's not exactly the same. Right. And it's extreme money and time suck compared to drag racing. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess tires. Tires and fuel and the traveling to, like, my buddies rent out Orlando. Yeah. Or um, up in Clearwater, there's a track. I can see it. And it just adds up really quickly. And the burnout pad at the Freedom Factory is a tough one to test on because that surface is so different. It is. It's so different than asphalt. Yeah. Well, it switches, right? You mm-hmm. know, you could be on asphalt and then concrete and switch back. I think it's kind of cool. It makes the driver drive, you know? Yeah. It gets, like, slick or grippy depending on, like, what happens. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, it's a cool spot, though. But That was the initial plan with the Alcat was to try and learn how to drift and stuff with it. But it's a drag car now. <laughs> <laughs> and burnout or just drag car? I don't know, man. Every time I take it to a Freedom Factory event, do a burnout, it's so <laughs> it breaks something and it's so expensive to fix it. I don't know what to do. I'm torn. Yeah, that's a tough one because if you don't go to a burnout contest with a car that's like this could win, mm-hmm. it's probably a lot less exciting. Yep. Like that's always my thought, even with the 240. Like it's an NALS. It's not going to win a burnout contest versus a blown car. Oh yeah, for and sure. I, I, LSs sound horrible. It's amazing on the to see how much the event has brought. I mean, you were at the first Cletus and Cars, mm-hmm. seeing what the burnout contest has come into now. I mean, there's guys building professional cars to do this now. Yeah, you know, dedicated cars, like actual like people that were drag racers taking their same program to run a burnout car. Yeah, and there's actually once there's money to win, that's when that's when it starts to get. Serious. That's when it gets serious. Yeah, I always laugh when I see like. The prizes for money for like drag racing and burnout contests it draws great people you know but it's a scratch on the surface no it's all for pride no drag racing you win nothing it's like a, it's pride yeah if if like going out to tx2k the price like the winnings haven't gone up the entry fee has gone up a little bit and gas has gone up a little bit yeah a good bit so the winnings are the same they didn't follow inflation right (laughs) that's like the one thing that doesn't yeah it's it's definitely not not ideal but if you need the money to compete Mm -hmm. if you need that win 
to compete in the next race, you're probably not going to make it to the next race. I know, right? And that's where Dragon Drives, me and Tom were talking about how expensive they get when you suddenly break something. Mm-hmm. How the price just immediately 10x's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You got to be ready with some cash when you go on those drive and dra- Dragon Drive events. Be ready to buy a new transmission. Yeah, that happened to me. I had to buy a new transmission. <laughs> on the first day. On the first day. And it broke on the fifth day. <laughs> It was a big L of a week. That was a rough time. And then it broke, like, in Ocala. Yeah. So, like, you're like really far. Not, yeah, I know, but you're still kind of in reach of being home. You're like, oh, my God, this yeah. is brutal. I didn't get home that day until, like, 4 a.m. Because I had to, like, go get my truck and trailer, go back to Ocala, go back to to oh, Bradenton. Dang. It was, a, it was a sad, long drive. It was. <laughs> So mad. I was just mad. like to my friends, I was like, just leave me here to die. Just go. <laughs> like just just go win. Do something cool. Do something cool for me, guys. Yeah. And then um that's when I was like, I really should have just brought my CTSV wagon. You should are you gonna do that? Oh, you're doing chip. Now I'm doing chip, but Is it that's ready? like the plan B car. I think it's ready. Yeah. It that's what me and Tom were saying. Like you can never truly test your car on the drive. You can drive your car a lot, but like that thousand miles is something you can't test for. True. I know you've driven your car. I try and drive it a lot. Yeah, I feel like you put a lot of miles on that. Yeah, car. I try to drive it like at least once a week, up to here or something like mm-hmm. that. You know. Yeah, because you drive it to Bradenton, which is probably like what ten, twenty miles, thirty yeah, miles. Yeah, it's about twenty miles. I did put a, a thing out on Facebook the other day about people being able to use my garage. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to get two thousand likes. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. <laughs> and it's after a long drive, too. I know. Well, I'm cool with people working on their cars like while I'm sleeping or something. Yeah. Know, but but it being after the long drive, I'm I'm thinking like, okay, Bradenton's the second stop. So hopefully if my car blows up, it's from you know Orlando to Bradenton or like a little out of Bradenton back up to It'd be South cool Georgia. Drive over the Skyway Bridge and stuff. I'm yeah. For that. If there's traffic, that's going to be a killer. Well, it's Sunday night. But if you have to stop on the Skyway going up oh, with yeah. a trailer, yeah. that's going to be a it's illegal. bad deal, though. No, no pulling over on Skyway. But, like, not even if, you, like, if you're in stop and go traffic and you oh, have to my stop and get your car that. going again with a trailer. Oh, man, that's terrible. Like, that will be really hard on a transmission. That will be. <laughs> You'll have to, like, brake boost it to get the car so going. Yeah, Skyway Bridge is a really steep bridge on Route 2. Yeah, it's, like, the tallest bridge in Florida. So cruise ships can go under it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, straight up and straight back down. Yeah, it is. I've actually been with somebody, um, you're actually related to him, that attempted to jump it at the top. They had enough speed where they were thinking, maybe I'll get a little... I've heard, uh, <laughs> I've heard a story about that. And I was like, I don't think it's possible. And I don't Did think you guys doing 200 high. over it or close to it? You're like 180? It was a lot. It was enough speed where you're like, maybe we will get air. And it was <laughs> a pretty downforce. nice car. There's too much downforce. You were fine. Especially in a um, 911 Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> it's ballsy. It was a... It was a black one. It wasn't a white one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a car no one actually ever saw, I don't think. Yeah. Um, there was there was two of them for a, a time there, too. There was. Yeah, they were like identical competition. Yeah. So I actually wrote this down. Is it tough having somebody like Garrett in your shadow? In my shadow? I'm yeah. in his shadow. Yeah, but you're his older brother, so <laughs> no matter what. Dude, honestly, it's, it's so fun. It's so cool. Like, I'm so proud 
as like an older brother. I mean, you couldn't be more proud for your sibling, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's the coolest thing ever. Who wouldn't want to be doing? He gets to wake up and do whatever he wants every single day. Granted, we all do, but it's really neat to see him build like a an empire around it, you know, and people that can live their lives around what he's doing as well. You know, all the fan base. They're such yeah. cool people. Like, you know, there's when you go to events, there's nobody fighting. Like, everyone's there to have fun, be happy, do what they love. And, like, man, I mean, we always knew since, like, he was little, right, he was going to be, like, a talk show host, like Jay Leno or something like that, and he's done it. You know? Yeah, I, I remember hearing about that he loved the talk show stuff. Yeah. Like, that was what he wanted to do. It is. It and is it, really cool. Man. It's definitely a different thing to get to entertain in this level that he gets to with, yeah. like, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of budget to, like, do the crazy stuff. Yeah, for real. That's, yeah, so I don't really, like, it's not really tough. I've just, um, I couldn't be more excited. And there was, like, a, a moment that it hit me where, like, when I was in dental school, you know, I lived away for four, I lived away for eight years for college and dental school. And so, you know, I knew he was kind of growing something. And then when I came back, there was a point where, I was standing on the sidelines watching like everybody race and do burnouts and I'm like, dang, either I can sit back and watch or I can be a part of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just started making videos and it's kind of weird at first, you know, like how it goes when you probably first started making your videos. They're like, oh, Cooper's filming now. Yeah, it's it just, tough. You got to find your voice. Yeah. But yeah. you're also kind of in like the eye already. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. It's like a weird um, transition, but you just got to go for it. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. people will literally watch you do anything, you know, work on cars, talk about cars on a podcast, whatever, you know, you got to find your niche. And that's what I'm trying to get with this. Like, I I hope people that are listening right now are like listening and doing something. Yeah. Like, I I hope people think I, I get like looking in every now and then, but like, I hope people are like working on their car or like doing something like productive, at least like mowing their lawn or something and listening. Yeah. Cause it's hard to, it's hard to get visual attention now. Yeah. And it's like, it's a lot to ask of someone's visual attention for 15 minutes or even an hour. Like yeah. even like get 30 seconds of somebody's visual attention right now. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's harder than ever on the internet. Especially the amount of content that's out there. So much. So like, much. And that's, that's like a, a tough thing to uh try to try to balance because you don't want to put out something that doesn't deserve the visual attention mm-hmm. and especially like you're very into the filmmaking stuff it seems like yeah i love it i mean garrett and i made if you go b- way back on his youtube channel there's videos of he like some of the i think his very first videos are he and i ripping rc planes and boats and mm-hmm. screwing around doing stuff like that yeah, from when me and Garrett first started hanging out, it was mostly RC stuff. <laughs> like we were hanging out like in the in the front yard of the house I rented in college and we yeah. were ripping RC cars and then when we would travel to events we would have like an RC plane. Yep. And then like a couple RC cars and stuff, but we never really posted much of it. Yeah. And I had the little Super Cub and I was Terrible at driving. Best. I was I was not great at flying it. I could get away with flying it. Yeah, the little I, three channel deals. I knew that there was a finite amount of time it was going to be in the air before I lost it. Yeah, like I had that in my mind. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I was doing before this? Garrett and I were driving remote control cars oh. <laughs> right before I came here. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we had the nitro ones that were just oh, that was such a pain in the butt. Oh my oh. gosh, the worst. And they sounded like a a pile of bees. 
Yeah, like, I never, I'll never forget taking like the nitro and like pouring it over our skateboard rail and lighting it on fire and <laughs> doing board slides over fire for nitro. <laughs> so the tough part about me is um, I race and drag race and do all this cool stuff, but I'm still not the cooler brother. My older brother. Oh, you don't know. You my do. older oh, brother. So we're both the same. My older brother is still <laughs> doing cooler stuff. Like he'll spend like eight months in Thailand surfing. Just, yeah. like, completely disconnected from the entire world. Yeah. And I'm like, how how can I go drag racing on the weekends and you're still doing cooler stuff? Yeah. No, I mean, it's... Yeah, but everyone looks at you like you're the cool guy, you know? I mean, he probably thinks the same about you, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I, I envy the ability to just go somewhere and kind of, like, disappear for eight months, though. That I know. sounds great. I always laugh about it when, like, my phone or, like, a friend's phone breaks. I'm like, dang, that must be really nice. Yeah, like, <laughs> put um, it away for a bit. Facebook, you know, like getting um, Facebook jail is a great thing. Is it? Have you gotten it? <laughs> I've gotten it on accounts before, have not you? like my main account, but like I've gotten it on like the accounts that you comment on your own posts with. Yeah, those ones. <laughs> All those. <laughs> I got like I think like sixty thousand followers on Facebook, and like forty thousand of them are me, and the other ones are my mom. Like you're writing snappy comments <laughs> yeah. back to yourself. <laughs> I gotta have the interaction. I feel like, you know, once you get it flowing, you get more interaction. You just got to I know. push it yourself. Yeah. So, what is your next um what's your next thing for the next year then? Like, my next move is I'm currently looking for a full-time videographer, photographer. Videographer, photographer, like, you know, Dr. Tunamal has, has, has a good deal going. Well, yeah, I mean, that's his cousin, so it works out good, you know, mm-hmm. but I as you know, filming content and editing takes so much time. Like, when we're working mm-hmm. on our cars and all we want to do is work on it, you're like, you do a whole project, you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have, I probably should have filmed that, but I didn't because I just literally couldn't get what done what I needed to get done, you know? This episode is made possible by PWC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PWC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. And so I put an ad out at a local college, and I have a kid that we're going to do a working interview with this week, and, you know... I mean, I want him to be somebody that we can all use. Like, if you have a podcast and you need to snag him for an hour or two, then you call him up. Yeah. And, you know, he's, like, still in school and graduating. He's super gung-ho to get, get working. So Yeah, that would be nice to have, like, an editor and videographer. It's it's tough to delegate anything, especially when you have a vision. Yeah, so tough. Like, that that's going to be a tough thing because, like, even I think Garrett edits all of his own stuff. He does, yeah. And that's, like, a tough thing to let go of. And especially because you know somebody's not going to be as fast or efficient as you for a long time. I know. Like, it's going to take... I mean, even if I had the content, though, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I like editing, you know? It's fun for mm-hmm. me, but, you know, somebody to be there to film so that we don't have to. That would be the nice huge thing. Oh the filming God. would be better, I think, yes. for me personally, because, you know, editing, like, you could always do that at midnight. You need someone in like, your face. Like, that's something you could always do, like, late at night or like when you're just sitting there yeah the filming like has to be done like right that moment you need you need someone there in your face with a camera when you don't want them in your face with a camera because that's that's when the drama is there you know like we don't film ourselves when we're you know pissed off and bloody and 
you know, mad at our car throwing a wrench, but people want to see that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the uh, frustration of cars. Oh, it's so frustrating. There's so much frustration that happens behind the scenes on cars. I know there is. There <laughs> they really just is. really, they really suck sometimes. Especially waiting for parts. Waiting for parts <laughs> really hurts. I know Tom was really saying like a lot of people were starting to bow out into the, uh, from the, they're starting to pick wait listers now because people are starting to bow out because people can't get their parts. Oh, really? Yeah. That's There's really frustrating. big parts delays on everybody. And I was even talking to James about this once. I'm like, man, you can make a killing right now buying cars that have good parts on them and just parting them out because there's so many people that need stuff that they're just not making right now. Yeah. And even like, you know, companies like Motion Raceworks still have their stuff, but they don't sell everything. Yeah. I waited a long time for my pistons, my rods on my engine. Thankfully, I still run, like, my car's, like, stock crank, stock block, stock head, stock valves. Yeah. Like, What do you think of that Dart 2J block? It'll be interesting to see. Um, it's, like, $5,000 less than a billet block, like, half the price. Yeah. It's still heavy, though. But they got they changed a lot of things that'll make it nicer. If it ever comes to market, that it'll be great. Yeah. But who knows when it will come to market? I mean, they everybody has predictions. Like Dart has predictions and stuff. Not saying it may never, but like you know, people wait on LS blocks from Dart. Yep. And big blocks, people wait on everything. They do. So it's tough. Oh, it comes down to getting those parts. Yeah. Dang, I can't believe people have to bow out because they can't get parts. That would really be frustrating. Yeah, that would, that would be a huge bummer. Like, I get it. Like, you know, finances get tight and stuff. Like, maybe bow out for that reason. But, like, the parts stuff suck because sick week gets expensive for that, too. It Hotels does. in every town or city. Be prepared to spend 10 grand on sick week. Five grand. Yeah, I was going to say 10 grand. Jesus, where are you staying? Ritz Carlton every stop. Preparing fuel, food. <laughs> Everybody's like, "All right, guys, we got to wait for Parker to come from the Ritz." Like, extra money on hand, whatever you know. Yeah, no, it, it adds up really quickly, and especially if you have like another guy that you kind of have to like, got to pay for stuff for them too. Because yeah. if you bring somebody with you, the assumption is you pay for a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah, if they're helping you, right? And they get all of the uh, struggle without all of the fun. Mm-hmm. Of the pass. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> but somebody like Zach is really good because he's so diehard to watching Dude, you win. He's so into it. He's so good, too. He's fine-tuned mechanic, you know? And he wants you to win really, really badly. Yeah. Like, some people are just like, ah, you know, screw it. Make it to the next track, maybe. Right. Right. <laughs> just, that's we also... We pass. We're like, no, we're here to win. Yeah. There's also a, um, a, a bliss to that mentality as well where you're just like ah you know we're just having fun yeah yeah <laughs> the mentality of having to win is a uh it's a tough one sometimes it is it is because we when me and garrett first started we went to a lot of events and we had we didn't even plan to compete mm-hmm. we were just there and we would hopefully make a pass <laughs> and half the time like the throttle body would shut because we didn't know what we were doing yeah 50 feet out <laughs> just like it was just me a nothing pass. Yeah. It took so long for us to figure it out. Learn what was actually like was gonna work. Right. But I envy that because somehow we're able to make interesting videos 
without even racing. I know. And I don't even know how that's possible right People now. People want to see stuff break. <laughs> they do, you know? Yeah, I don't even know how that's possible that we were able to film stuff and not be competing at the level we are now. Yeah, I can still see it. So, um, you also seem like you constantly travel and are constantly doing something else. What's your mentality on just loading your plate up with, like, more and more and more stuff? Diamonds are made under pressure. Okay, that's a good mentality. Yeah. I feel like that definitely, a lot of that came from your parents. Like, I know your dad pretty well, and it seems yeah. like he's always got something interesting going on. I uh, was laughing about this with another dentist last week, and was um, the more on my plate, the more on her plate, the better better we do it's when i don't have stuff going on like i've been going stir crazy at home because my car is not there and i don't have anything to work on mm-hmm. you know but the more that's going on like the next two weeks are going to be absolute mayhem and like i know we're going to thrive yeah yeah I'm pumped that's tough though because like even like adding things that are kind of in the similar lane yeah is one thing but like when things are in completely different lanes mm-hmm. like you know you're oh, building yeah, your true. dental practice yeah. And then you're also building a racing program. Yeah. I almost, Two completely separate lanes. I de- definitely started to get to the point where some parts get neglected, like responding to really important emails and stuff like that. And it kind yeah. of drives me crazy, but you got to pick and choose your battles, you know? I usually just ne- choose to neglect the wife out of anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel really bad for Caroline. She definitely gets neglected. <laughs> it's a she tough balance because, like, you know, you look at it and you're like, she'll be there, she'll fine. She'll like, be there the rest of my life. This is I gotta thrive right now. And like as men, I feel like we kind of are just a very different mentality. Yeah. Just we just have a different mentality. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'll go on the road for a month with like no hotel rooms booked <laughs> or anything planned. <laughs> and if she doesn't know like the next it's two so hour true. schedule. Oh dude. They're like, what time are we doing that tomorrow? I'm like, I have no idea, but when we find out, we'll find out, and we'll mm-hmm. adapt and overcome. It'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll tell her, like, oh, I'm filming a podcast tomorrow. It's like midnight. Yeah, it's like, I know. why didn't you tell me? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why it doesn't matter. Well, who are they with? What do they have to eat beforehand? Yeah. They're like, I, why would I? I don't know. <laughs> just wing it, and hopefully it comes there, together right? as you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different mentality, and you kind of have to be like that. Because mm-hmm. if you're not adapting to the circumstances that hit you 100%. instantly, it's yeah. going to be a really bad time. Yeah, but back to your question, man. I definitely have a lot on my plate to travel a ton. I'm trying to stop traveling so much. It's really Weren't you so just here. gone like two weeks ago? for? I was, I was in New Orleans last weekend. And then you were just with Heavy D? Yeah, the weekend before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the heavy D trip, I didn't know until two days before that I was going, you know? So I That's really... fair, yeah. It doesn't even count. <laughs> the New Orleans trip I had planned for a long time, but that was, you know, for a dental thing, and that was important. So. Yeah, that that's tough in itself, too, because there's only, you know, 52 weekends a year. Yeah. And when you do things like burnout stuff, drag racing, dental stuff, they will overlap. They do, And sure. some things have the to The worst take... is when I'm sitting in a lecture hall for a dental meeting for three days straight, listening to lectures... When I know I could be getting a lot done. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, that's really But I learn a lot, so it's worth it. Yeah, and, and I think I think a lot of people don't realize that is like I read like a doctor's degree after like a hundred and fifty days, like the information is already like at its half life. Yeah. And after like that. six months, like it's already like, you know, only twenty percent of the knowledge is still the same. Yeah. Cause like things are 
evolving so I've fast. Definitely more outside of school. I mean, the school teaches you the basics, you know. Yeah. And then when you get out, you kind of find your niche and run in that, and you take continued education, you know, which is costs a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm sure it does. Do you have plans to um, grow your dental practice more? Because like, yeah, I'm actually looking to buy another practice. So you know, so that I can have. Basically, there's a lot of corporate dental offices out there, you know, mm-hmm. and these kids go and work for these corporate dental offices and just kind of get bent over and they're just running the mill, you know, they they don't mean anything to anybody. They're yeah. just a they're just a worker, and I want to give ki- people an opportunity to have ownership, you know. So like, if I go and buy the practice, help them build it, sell it to them, you know, at a predetermined cost, and you know, just like help people, mm-hmm. that's what I really want. So. I've got people graduating this May that need opportunities, and I feel like I need to bring those to them. So So you're more in, like, the franchise, more in, like, the franchise Uh, mindset where you're opening more dental practices? Because then there's the other option where you can kind of vertically build your business where you're owning, like, the imaging stuff and, like, right? Like, there's, you probably have to outsource some stuff like that, right? um, Do you do all, like, because, like, you know, implants and, like, you get those made by somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to make my own brands and stuff like that's that. Just, that's what I was wondering, like, because no. you can kind of go either way. You can do more practices or you can take everything in-house that you yeah. can. Yeah, I'm really lucky that I can provide a service to my patients that I really care about, that means something to them, that's concierge, and I want to be able to help other dentists do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, do it the right way, not be a uh, revolving door in a sense, you know? And you get to donate which is the coolest part. Oh, dude, so cool. Because you've donated a lot of money already. hundred grand in the past two years to local charities. That's big money to donate. could be money in donate. my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do? You give $100? Yeah, so basically, like, if you wanted to come see me, mm-hmm. right? Which I probably should. <laughs> come on in. Bronzy did. Yeah, I know. She's oh, wait, a, lot, that's against she's a lot smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 100 bucks, right? And that 100 bucks goes to one of five or six local charities, one of them being like Bubba's Buddies, you know, mm-hmm. Doug and Molly yeah, Cook's Doug, Cook, yep. charity for their dog, Bubba. And, you know, so if the patient chooses Bubba's Buddies, that $100 goes to them. And then when they pursue treatment with me, I match that $100. So it's a good way to give back. And it also takes the edge off the new patient appointment, you know, because they're not paying me to tell, for me to tell them what's wrong with them, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of doctors that where it's like three four hundred dollars for them to take an X-ray, and then for the dentist to sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, you need a root canal." You're like, "Oh great, I just spent three hundred dollars for you, this guy to tell me I need a root canal." Sick. Yeah. Now I gotta buy the root canal. And so yeah, it's I've literally raised a hundred thousand dollars in the past years. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's so super cool. awesome. When I could have pocketed that, but you know, people are like, "Oh yeah, big tax break, blah blah." No, there's no. It's not about the taxes or anything like that you yeah know, i mean you already do tax avoidance stuff anyways i mean we're already of <laughs> all avoiding that stuff as much as possible <laughs> there's tax deductible expenses outside of charitable donations that mean a lot more yeah. you know that you can play so but those charities actually get that money so whether and you get whether you get tax deductions or not those okay. charities have that money yeah like, it doesn't care. even matter like it's in the end of the day yeah, they the have charity that has the money, thousand. and they can do something cool with it. And it's all local, too, so I only mail the checks to the local, you know, charities, like Big Brothers Big Sisters. All Children's Hospital is probably my, all Children's is probably my number one option pick. You know, they've mm-hmm. gotten, like, 30 grand from my office oh, in the wow. last two years, so. Yeah, that's definitely a um, top-tier one. I know me and Bronte in 2020 did a charity where we raised a bunch of money for 
Oh yeah, you already did all the food stuff, right? Yeah, we gave thirty thousand dollars worth spaghetti, of spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> I had How never. Much was it? it was thirty grand worth of what? worth of pasta, and Holy I literally bought pasta and crap. brought it to the to the food pantry. It was a lot of pasta. Oh my god, I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, That's I, insane. I want to do something similar again, where you know, like I, I'd like to do like an actual spaghetti cart. And go to places where, like, hand out spaghetti. Oh, like, do, like a food truck? Yeah, like an actual, yeah. like, you know, crowdfunded food truck that's just <laughs> giving out free spaghetti to people in <laughs> need. That's so cool. And I feel like it's, like, one of the cheapest, like, forms of calories you can Dude, give to spaghetti, somebody. spaghetti, for sure. On the road. Do it. <laughs> just do, like, a crowdfunded food truck. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, or that do that at the race one. week events. Because everyone wants to eat hot spaghetti at the racetrack. <laughs> get your milk and hot spaghetti garlic bread i actually um one of the like last year i was kind of close to buying a hot dog truck that yeah. like a one that pulls like a trailer like a hot dog oh, trailer yes, yes, yes. to trailer it Pull around with the mustang because <laughs> like how funny would that be instead of like everybody has well, their Tom tools Bailey's and stuff ice cream truck with a hot dog grill up front i know it's my main competition <laughs> <laughs> Where you don't give your hot dogs out, you pay people to take them. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in a hot dog business. I know hot dogs. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, my grandpa had a hot dog wagon Did on the beach really? growing up my whole life. No way. So, and he was retired NYPD. Yeah. Opened a hot dog wagon. It was like the Dang most the cliche dream. Italian thing to do ever. <laughs> you probably loved it though. Loved it. And he used to always give like all the neighborhood dogs hot dogs, and I'm like, you can't just do that. <laughs> dog, dog, I'm like, I'm a hot dog. <laughs> like seagulls and stuff. Like you can't just give a seagull a full hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> like they would literally be like choking, trying to like eat this thing. <laughs> yeah, like just dying. That's hilarious. But yeah, it was it was um it was always a good time. How did you guys raise money for the spaghetti spaghetti? We did it all on uh, GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. And how did that work out? How do they how do they how do they make their money? They take like a very small percentage, mm-hmm. not like a huge amount, but I would definitely do it through like my own website if yeah. I did it again. I just felt I wasn't personally established enough to be trusted at the time. Got it. Like, yes and no, like people kind of trust going to GoFundMe a little bit more than like maybe going to my website. Yeah, like paying on Square or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I would just do like a t-shirt or something and sell it for like 50 bucks. Yeah. Or, like, you know, and, like, make the money that way. Yeah. Give somebody something, make the profit back, and then put the put all the money into it. Because that would be cool, too. Yeah. What's your plan for the next year? What are you up to? This? A lot of racing. I want to try to do this as much as possible. Because I think this can actually bring something more to the car community. Than, somebody needed to do it. Than my racing. Yeah, I, I feel that there's so many people that don't get to talk for long periods of time and like long form stuff yeah and i hope that this can keep growing over the next year and then my main channel videos can be less like bs and more racing you know what you should do you should have a car on jack stands in here and time someone how long it takes them to change out four wheels and tires and then have a leaderboard (laughs) oh my wheel (laughs) stuff my wheels are gonna be stripped out it's all right just do it (laughs) i could just like do like the the tbm setup have like the <laughs> yeah the loud ass thing. Well, this is on Spotify, so a lot of people aren't even seeing us. Yeah, like a good majority of the people that watch this are literally not watching us right, right now. Right. And I imagine most of them have a lot of them on YouTube probably just have it in their pocket too. Yep. 
So I'm trying to stay away from as visual as possible. Like I have the TV, people are like pull up clips, but that's a whole thing oh, in itself. I didn't even see that? Dang, that's pretty cool. That's a whole thing How'd in you itself. Get all those? Did you have to pay? Did you pay like a company to do it all for you or something? It's or? like twenty bucks a month. You upload it to like Buzzsprout, and then they just distribute it to all of them oh, instantly. Yeah. So it's like it's like nothing to nice. just be instantly on everything. Yeah. And uploading audio only is great because. When you download a video, it's like 16 gigabytes on your computer. Mm -hmm. An audio file is like 100 megabytes. Oh, it's not bad. Nothing. It's so great. Yeah. (laughs) My computer thanks it. (laughs) Thanks me for that. (laughs) Yeah, you got to have those external hard drives for sure. (sighs) They definitely get brutal. (laughs) They get wrecked. You got this table pretty sturdy. Oh, it's just the... It's on two sawhorses. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even see it in the camera. Yeah, I think the whole podcast thing you're doing is really cool. I think you should run with that. Just, I mean, you're so close to the track. You can get so many people coming through here. Just try to crush it on this stuff. That's what for sure. my long-term goal will be probably for the next couple couple months here. And the next year will be to try to hit this as hard as possible. I mean, how long have you been doing it? Two months? Yeah. It's yeah. already like almost 20K subscribers. And Dude. Good amount of views. Anybody dreams of having 20K subscribers in a year. And thankfully, there's... I've been looking at used podcast equipment, too. There's a lot of people that sell oh, that stuff used. They're just sitting there. Think about how many people start one, Dude, buy all the equipment. I didn't even think about that. That's such a good idea. There's so much available. See on eBay. I know, exactly. We've been against each other. <laughs> um, you're also getting your license to pilot, right? Mm-hmm. You have been going through that. How... I guess that's more put more things on your plate. Yeah, oh, yeah, more the better. That Bring sounds like a really reasonably priced one to do. That's very expensive. Spencer just got his. He was telling no, me about it. No, he doesn't have it yet. Uh, he, He's getting close. He really made close. it sound like he had it. <laughs> yeah, he's been flying way more than I have recently. I've stopped over the past year. I'm like six hours away from getting my uh, private pilot's license for a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Really? Yeah, it's very difficult. Physically. Physically, you know, yeah, not mentally difficult. Like physically, it's, I mean, you, when you walk, when you haven't flown for a while and you fly, you're, you leave, you leave exhausted. You know, hmm. it's a dance. Like you're, you're at three different controls. You're running the radio. You know, you're watching the weather. You're doing all these kinds of things. And as a new pilot, I understand that it's more difficult. But I have like six solo hours left, and I just don't like flying alone. Like I want to be flying around with my buddies, or you know, stuff like that, or yeah. an instructor because I get more out of it that way. But it is a hill that everyone has to cross because you have to go out and do it on your own. And that's, that's why they make you do it, you know, because it's a learning experience and you just got to do it. And I got to crank them out. I have an opportunity to finish it. You know, Spencer and I leased a helicopter for a year so. Oh, is that who, you know, he said he leased one with someone. I don't know why he never mentioned that you were the one that. Yeah. He and I and one other guy are in on the deal. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a good deal to just lease one then. Yeah, it is just to crank out the hours. Mm-hmm. So, and then once it's once you have yours, can you just kind of go and do whatever? I want. Whatever at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've realized the laws for flying a helicopter are extremely loose. It seems Dude, like you could fly. I'm surprised people aren't flying under Skyway. I want to fly under Skyway Bridge. <laughs> that sounds really reckless. It's not illegal. <laughs> Somebody's de- got to start it though. It's definitely frowned upon. Definitely frowned upon. But people fly under the Golden Gate Bridge all the time. Like tour helicopters. That's probably frowned upon, though. No? no, they do it all the time. Well, isn't the Golden Gate Bridge a lot higher? Uh, yes, I believe it is a lot higher. Yeah, like Skyway goes high, but the Golden Gate Bridge is just really tall yeah. in itself. 
Yeah. I don't want to do dangerous stuff like that. I just like the ideas in my head, you know, just, oh man. Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of. Pioneer to do that. But. I'm sure it's in everybody's head that flies by the Skyway. I know. Like, I oh, I'd really like to thread that needle. Yeah, but it's it's cool because people around us have been getting into helicopters and um, it's, like I said, the hardest thing I've done. It's been something cool for my brain to like learn. Like, I love, I love learning. Yeah, you know, I learned about dentistry for a while, and then I learned about building a race car, and then I learned. Now I learned about flying, and now I'm learning more about running a business. And you know, it's constantly. I just love to learn. So yeah, the flying thing's been cool. I should be able to finish up my license within the next two months or so. Oh, that'd be awesome. So then you could just like, I wonder if you could land at my house. I think there's only tight back room. here. Yeah, you could probably land in your front yard. I'm sure the neighborhood would be all over the place. Is yeah. there any rules in your neighborhood against that? I, is there any helicopter rules? I did rules? text the homeowner or the president of the HOA, and I said, "Hey, man, where, is there anywhere I can land a helicopter in the neighborhood?" Just like messing with him, just like spray paint like an age somewhere, just like randomly, just in the to grass. like you know, make him roll his eyes. And he actually responded like, "Oh yeah, I think we actually could over by uh, the power line." So I'm like, "Okay." Helicopters and power lines don't get along very well, so yeah. we're not going to land there. <laughs> yeah, the the first time I was ever in a helicopter was in the middle of the Freedom Factory. Yeah, and the guy like was pretty nervous about clearing the the poles. Yeah, and there was like a debate. It was it was an interesting story. It was when like, we were filming that we... in when we were filming that intro video. Yeah, yeah. And James was about to get in, and the guy was like, "Oh, how much do you weigh?" And James was like, "I don't know, like." 180, 190, and he's like, is it 180 or 190? I'm like, You're like, that, we're that close? I was like, yeah, like, that's a, that's the that's the margin of error right there is 10 pounds. In like a lighter Robinson, it is, yeah. That's what it was. It was that orange one. Yeah, there's an, yeah, we call that one Orange Crush. Right? Yeah, I figured you would know. And I, know. I think, I've flown the helicopter. Yeah, I figured. And then, um, and we get above the lot, like the, the poles, and he was like, yeah, we wouldn't have made it if oh, James got, got in. Got James. Really? <laughs> Jesus, like, like, oh, awesome dude. Yeah, we like. There's a lot more power for helicopters out there that don't really have those issues. Well, Robinsons are known as their questionable ones, right? Uh, power wise, yeah. You know, there's like an app you put in how much fuel you have, weight of each passenger and luggage, and then it'll tell you, yeah, you're right in the line, or no, you're good to go. Aren't they known as like one of the more dangerous ones, though? I think they're known as more dangerous because so many people fly them, and they're very entry level. You know, so it's kind of like saying, um, you know, more Hondas get in accident or Toyota Camrys get in accidents than any other car because there's that many of them out there, you know, Um, you know, and like inexperienced pilots are cheaper, so you can get into them easier. You can get into them easier and they're cheaper and, you know, they're very entry level, you know, so there's a lot of people out there flying them that probably shouldn't be flying, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the whole thing about like flying cars. It's like I don't want more people flying over my no, head. Not. I have a lot of like planes and helicopters fly over my head here. Yeah, I don't know why this is like a, a route. I guess. Yeah, it's been really interesting learning about them. So many people when I tell people like, oh, I fly helicopters, they're like, what? Isn't that really dangerous? And the more you learn about it, the more safe they actually are. Mm-hmm. You know, like people think, oh, if a helicopter's engine dies, you're going down. No, yeah, you that's can, a funny myth. You can glide a helicopter like a plane down to the ground. Yeah, people don't realize that you tilt the props and you can. Yeah, or it's like whatever the, you call it. Yeah, the, yeah, the rotor the, blades, uh, the rotor. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically, you can literally, if you're cruising along in a helicopter's engine quiz, you can glide it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, your glide slope is a lot steeper than an airplane. You know, when you're up there, you're like, oh, we're going to go right there. Mm-hmm. Airplane, you're like, we can go over there. 
but you practice that maneuver. It's called an auto rotation over and over and over and over. Yeah, because I guess that's probably your uh, do or die situation there. It is. You know, like once the engine's off, that's where um, mm -hmm. that's where the experienced pilot comes in. Yeah, and you can keep it straight too because you have forward airspeed and there's a rudder in the back, right? Mm -hmm. So the vertical stabilizer keeps you straight if you have enough forward airspeed. I like what Whistle and Diesel did with his. Recently. Oh my god, that was so funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> I love how he. Video? Yeah. Holy crap! I love when he pisses off the aviation community. Oh, they get so funny. Because those guys are like, especially like the small single prop airplane guys. I yes. feel like are super like macho, like flying guys. Like yeah. all meet up in that. There's that one like meeting spot that they do every year where like ten thousand of them fly in. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like such an interesting community of like. There's sun and fun. It happens in Orlando right here. Big deal. Mm -hmm. Big deal. There's, e up. there's even the neighborhoods that are pretty cool in Florida that have yeah. like aviation airport. communities. Yeah, I know. That's that would be really cool to live in. It so, would be. You basically, have a hangar in your backyard and you're, you're on the runway. That HOA probably doesn't care about much. No, I'm not worried about noise there. <laughs> no, even there's one um, in Venice. There's one out east here. Yeah. Well, we used to go to this race up at Jumbo Air up in ocala mm -hmm. and there was houses all across this little airport but it was like like john travolta would land like a 737 there like yeah. it was a big mm -hmm. airport but there was like mega mansions on it yep and there was all these like crazy things about john travolta living there and like like just being a cowboy out there well he had a hangar that he could park his plane in yeah and it was a 737 it was like a big hangar and they were like why like why would you build <laughs> they would pull it in Close it, then people would get out, type of thing. Oh, that was what was always that's weird. Why you did it like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird deal. Yeah, flying's really cool. It's it's very expensive, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, to get your helicopter license, you're spending twenty, thirty grand. Yeah, so you got to like buy a side by side, basically, to um, just to learn, just to learn. Yeah, yeah. and then and then you have to fly every. I think it's every 90 days you have to do three takeoffs and three landings, day and night, if you want to continue flying mm -hmm. day and night with passengers. Yeah, so I guess um, the side-by-side -side stuff is cool on its own, too, because you got one of those, but how... I sold it. Oh, you did sell it? I did. Did you not use it enough? Dude, we used it twice a year. It was crazy. It's, it's a lot of money tied it's up. It's tough. It's it's like a boat where you yeah. have to like really, like, all right, I'm going to use it, then I clean it, then I, I like why. get it ready. Like you have to, They're so fun, though. They're the best. Well, it's like a boat. Like the same yeah. thing. They're great when you use them. Oh, but the then best. like the in-between using them is painful. And yeah, you're just it's like, like having a storage unit. Like it's mental baggage yeah. not using it, you know? Yeah, that definitely is um, unfortunate. And unless you have like a diehard group that goes side-by-siding every weekend. And everybody that we know has too much other stuff going on to yep. go even... Twice a year is tough. It is. And we got to drive an hour and a half each way. And, you know, it'd be one thing. Like, if I lived on 20 acres, oh, I'd have one for taking it, getting the mail every yeah. day, you know. But other than that, it's tough when you live in a HOA neighborhood and you can't make them street legal in Florida. So Especially that price point that they are now. Even oh, some yeah. of them are like 45 grand. Yeah, like the new really bad freaking Pro R Razors, the four-seaters. That's insane. That's like a car. Well, you are a doctor, so do you plan to get any um, any supercars? <laughs> no, get like a God, red no. Ferrari. No. You know, you roll up with your four five eight Absolutely with the top down. Not. Definitely not. I'd rather roll up to my office and Dr Pepper and set that thing out there, <laughs> spitting fuel and. 
chopping up the block. At the Maybe light. I'll start at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hopefully it'll start when I get want to leave the office. Yeah, that's the uh, most fun part about a car oh, that's yeah. modified. But I feel like a normal, you know, Florida doctor, you got to get some kind of like Ferrari with a tan Definitely interior. Not gonna happen ever. No, not gonna happen. No desire for anything I like know, that. Like a Corvette or something. Yeah, like a nice nine eleven turbo. Yeah, Garrett and my dad are really trying to get me to buy a turbo, but I'm like, dude, this just isn't me. They're like, so I, good, though. But they're like, so good, but I can feel like I'll get bored of it pretty quickly. That's the problem. I mean, even my CTSV, I get like, it sits around so much. It does. Like, it just doesn't get used enough. And the only times I do ever use it is when like, there's a reason. Like, I actually like somebody told me, hey, you need to come out and do this. It's like, okay, then I'll use it. Right, right. But like, I don't just go drive it because. I don't really trust many drivers around me. Yeah. Is also part of the problem. Right. Prefer to be in my truck where I'm a little safer. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you there. I love driving a truck. Best thing ever. Yeah. I mean, you grew up in country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been out there a couple times, and it's a lot of nothing out there. It is. It is. Great place to grow up, though. Hard to get in trouble. Yeah. But, you know. That would make sense. (laughs) So I have an interesting story to close off. Um, why I introduced you as a dirtbag. So, one time, me and Parker, me and Garrett were out in Arizona, hanging out with Cheyenne, and Parker was living out there at the time. And he was like, hey, I'm going to come hang out. And we're, at, we're hanging out with Cheyenne. He's got his Viper out there. And the next day, me and Garrett were getting up early to drive back to Tampa from Arizona. And this man, Parker, sneaks into our room when we're not there, and hides all of the towels <laughs> from the bathroom. So we get totally up the next morning. We get up the next morning to drive twenty six hours or thirty hours and back. All the towels are gone. And there's <laughs> not a single towel. Nothing. N- nothing. I totally forgot about that. That's so funny. I'm pretty sure Garrett. <laughs> took the route of showering and then just laying in the bed, like going under the covers. <laughs> and I, I don't know what route I took. I may have used toilet paper. <laughs> that is so funny. And then, like after toilet paper to dry up after a shower. After we, after we, like you know, just get all done and stuff. We get a text and it's like, hey. Did you find the towels under the bed? <laughs> and we look under the bed and we're just like, God damn it. I hate this guy. <laughs> that is a really funny story. I totally forgot about that. Oh, it was brutal, man. It was it was a tough it was a tough day. As you know, the shenanigans never end. No, I mean I've definitely um that's why when like the video of George just like, yeah, change your oil, I'm like, yeah. Get that fucking dirt bag. <laughs> I didn't feel bad for you one bit. I was like, this man. George and I have kind of battled it out. It's pretty funny. One night on race week, you know, like, you're so tired. You're ready to go to bed. And mm-hmm. he's getting back from Taco Bell. And he is like, got his Baja Blast and all his tacos. And I remember, total dirtbag move. I slapped his Baja Blast out of his hand. You know, I was like, he was going to cry. And then the next day, we ate at Runza, which you know is really important to us. Yeah, I ate there one time and it was a rock slam my Runza, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I ate there one time and it was it was okay. No, no, no. at best. Don't listen to him. It's great. It was okay at best. The one time I was in Nebraska, went out to dinner, and I was sexually harassed by this dude waiter. 
It was crazy. Yeah. We were with um, we were with Garrett and shoot, his friends. Name is uh, lose lost on me there. But um, I was I was sexually harassed by some raider, waiter at this Chinese restaurant. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it was a bad deal. I was like, I'm never coming back to this place. Because <laughs> we would go there for um, just I twenty nine. We'd go yeah. there for. The ice cream, uh, cruise. Ice cream cruise. Yeah, which yes. is one of the best events ever. Is it? I would love to go back, but it's just too much a of hall. a trek to go there for it's like a freaking haul. It'd be cool if they kind of placed it around Rocky Mount Rocky Mountain Race Week so that you, you can kind of hit it on the way back or the way there. Yeah. But even Rocky Mountain Race Week is a haul. It is. If I was to drive my car out there, like just trailer it out there, I'm like losing like a month of time. Oh my gosh. It's it's a, it's a haul. And the first time we went out there, the transporter truck caught on fire. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Jamie had to, like, drive through the night to get the setup. And we're all just kind of, like, sitting there waiting, waiting for the cars to show up. Crazy. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, it's on fire. And it's like, Unhug the truck. you gonna you going to get it to me? I was like, it's cooked, dude. <laughs> you going to complete the job? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, make it happen for us? Yeah. Or we got to figure this out. <laughs> well... This was a fun deal. Um, yeah, we'll have to do another one, man. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, wait, where can they find you? Uh, at Parker Mitchell on Instagram and Teeth and Turbos on YouTube. Teeth and Turbos, Parker Mitchell, his profile pictures of dog. Yeah, always has been. OG picture from when I started my Instagram. Yeah, always been a dog. Well, thanks for coming on, man. That'll do it. I'll see you guys next time. Later. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.